This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Don, Louise has a point that um, she, wants to, she wants to make, uh, but something entirely different. Uh, good morning, Louise. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm very well, girl. What is on your mind, Louise? Um, I see all this um, advertising for the HPV vaccine. And I find that the, the other side of the story is not being told regarding any vaccines. Whenever you go to your doctor to get a vaccine, they give you a leaflet that tells you what to do before and after the vaccine. They do not give you the vaccine insert with all the information like they do with medication. Why do they not give that information? Because if people seen the vaccine inserts, they would, go, they would be totally against vaccines and they would not get their children vaccinated for the amount of the, the ingredients in them alone. Um, is dangerous. If I was to spoon feed my child any of them ingredients, I would go to prison. But whenever they're put into a syringe and injected into the bloodstream, into the muscle, it automatically becomes magic and it makes people healthy and prevents disease. It's a lie. It's a pharmaceutical lie. But and, Louise, um, Louise, makes, is that not the billions. whole idea? Is that not the whole idea of a vaccine that you take on board into your body a small amount of what doesn't do you very good, but it actually does do you good because it stops a large amount of that coming in at some future time. Is that not, is that not the okay. concept of a vaccine? Right. Well, tell me this. Whenever you catch any of the vaccine-preventable diseases, how do you catch them? You breathe them in. They're either through your nose or your mouth. You do not catch any of them diseases through a needle. They're not injected into the, your bloodstream. So you're able to fight them off. Your immune system, you know, does it all. If you look at the ingredients of a vaccine, can you tell me how formaldehyde, aluminium, antifreeze, monkeys' kidneys, dogs' kidneys, chick embryos, animals, all animal derivatives, and more importantly, aborted babies, human DNA is put into vaccines. How is that safe? Louise, Louise I, I, I'll be honest with you. Louise, listen, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I do not know the makeup, the ingredients, or the contents of, of vaccines. That's the problem. N- nor have I, nor have I read about it in the detail that you have. What I am aware of, however, is that on the internet, and I read a great article recently about this. I think in the Times, but in one of the one of the broadsheets about fake news that is rampant online about vaccines. Now, now, I'm not saying, hold on, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you are, uh, that you are in any way 
uh, promoting fake news. All I'm saying is that I don't know which way to turn in relation to the facts about vaccines. So therefore... I look to the professionals. I look to the doctors. I look to the surgeons. I look to the people who are paid to know what they're talking about. And if when I make a decision on my child, I get her vaccinated, but you would decide not to, I presume. I decide not to because the risks outweigh the benefits. In fact, there is no benefits with vaccine. There is no safe vaccine. There's been no blind placebo done on any vaccine ever. So how can you... And they actually, they promote women to get... Um, vaccinated while pregnant, the whooping cough and the flu vaccine. No vaccine has been tested on a pregnant woman for ethical reasons. So why are they giving it out to the public? That's my question. Has anybody actually read a vaccine insert? It's there for a reason, just like the small print on a loan you take out. You don't take out a loan without reading the small print. Why would you take a vaccine without reading the small print? It's there for a reason. It actually says on the MMR insert that can cause autism and SIDS. The vitamin K vaccine that they give at birth has a black box label warning that stays on the box. Yes, but Louise, Louise, the person, and I can't remember the name of the consultant, who previously suggested that the MMR vaccine caused autism it was no, Andrew, it was it was it was rubbish. You need to do your research. But you it was it was media again. It's it was rubbish. It was rubbish. It was rubbish. You're not listening. You say there you go. You're not listening. Do your research on it, and you'll find out. About Andrew Wakefield, have you read the Lancet report? I take it you haven't read the Lancet report. That's why you don't know. Well, I've I've read I've read enough in terms of the news to know that it was rubbished by the professionals in the industry, and that's why people are encouraged to use the vaccine to keep our children healthy. Why don't you read a vaccine insert? It tells you all there on the inserts. Why has they've got it written in black and white? Why does it have all the ingredients on it and the possible side effects? In a, se- in a sentence, Louise, why? because I, I appreciate your call. I do appreciate your call. And as I say, I do take my guidance from the professional health experts. You obviously don't. Very briefly, could you tell me why you, you're not prepared to listen to the health experts? I have listened to it. I've listened to both sides of the story. I've done my research and I've been researching for the past nine years. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Anybody that actually gets vaccinated, do so out of fear. The people that don't vaccinate, do so out of knowledge. Because they research it. Okay. And me, what is your what is your professional status, Louise? You may be you may be the most educated person on this uh, in, in Ireland. I do not know what what is your authority on this topic. I'm a mother. What more authority do you need? Mother knows best. Yeah, mothers do know best. You will make up your own mind on it, Louise. Other mothers will make up their own minds on it as well. I often say on this programme, we should take our guidance from the people who do know best. And in my opinion, they are the health professionals. Louise doesn't agree with me. Do you agree with Louise? You can by all means uh, do let us know. I want to speak to Fiona on the U105 phone-in. Good morning, Fiona. Good morning, Frank. Fiona, I'm just skirting through the the texts here that I have in front of me. Um, there there are a few that say saying Louise, who is so against vaccination, has the right to be cautious. A guy called Mark saying that uh, that woman uh, Louise is right when she's on the radio. She's sorry, that lady. Louise is right. She's on the radio saying what I think. Uh, that comes from uh, Debbie listening to the show. But most of the texts, I have to say most of them, 
are against what Louise is saying. Uh, you're a nurse of 41 years. You want to make, uh, make some points yes. about this, Fiona? <laughs> well, yes, I'm speaking both from, I suppose, a professional point of view and also as a brand new grandmother. Um, so basically from a professional point of view, um, Louise um, insisted on saying that um, she has nine years of research into this topic. But um, I wonder where her research has been from and if it's empirical, scientific-based research that she's you know, quoting. Um, basically, um, made quote terms which are really sensationalised and trying to whip up emotion, like um, you know, aborted babies in the ingredients. Uh, I wonder where that term came from. But basically, you know, Frank, if someone lifted a packet of paracetamol and read the label within the paracetamol, you wouldn't take paracetamol because the ingredients and the warnings would frighten you. You know, if you lift a packet of ham or a bottle of wine or children's sweets, the ingredients in any of those everyday things could sometimes, you know, frighten you as well. Um, so everything is to be taken within context. But is but, she right? Um, is she even, right? Is she right in so much as they don't give you the ingredients leaflet whenever you're being vaccinated? That I do not know. But what I do know is, <clears throat> pardon me, that empirical science over the last lot of years, and indeed we all know um, from our everyday lives that measles, etc., has been annihilated in this part of the world, and that is where the inoculations are proven. Um, I mean, has anybody recently seen a really, really bad case of measles and how awful it is and how, you know, um, destroying it is to a family and to a person? I mean, my daughter, even she is a, a special needs teacher and has been for many years. She works with children with severe autism and she totally and utterly advocates vaccines. There is no proven significant evidence to prove that it is related to autism, you know, and she works in that field. Um, there is significant empirical evidence to prove that it does deal with these um, illnesses and has annihilated them from our community. And we don't want them to come back just because people, as you say, listen to fake news or people who come without empirical science like Louise and sensationalise what they have read. You know, she's saying that she has got nine years experience of this. But what is her experience? What is her research? You know, the empirical scientists and the experts have put it out there that these vaccines work. And like anything in any terms of medicine, I mean, the drugs I've given over the last 41 years, all of them had risks. And basically the drug companies are protecting themselves and saying these are the risks that could happen, but it might be 1%, not 0.1% of the population. But they're protecting themselves from being sued and having to mention that these can be side effects. As I say, read, read the leaflet within a packet of paracetamol. You know, but, there are warning risks in it as well. Of course, there, there, and there's the risk with everything you, you do. Exactly. But yes. but L- Louise probably is, is not alone. As a matter of fact, she's definitely not alone. If You would find a considerable number of people around the world who buy into her analysis and maybe who feed yeah. her with the analysis that, that she has. But she, she uses a very important line when I said to her, you know, what is, what is your position of expertise? And she says, yes. I am a mother. She is absolutely devoted to her children and does not want to take any risk with them. If her children are now 14, 15 years of age and they haven't had any of the vaccines, are are they any more at risk than, say, if I have a 15-year-old child who, who has it all the vaccines? Well, I basically, I'm not an expert in this particular field, but I would say that, yes, there is a certain amount of extra risk for them, but only if they're exposed to someone who hasn't also been vaccinated and who has actually got the disease. You know, in America, what they're doing, they're excluding children from playgrounds and schools, 
you know, if they've not been vaccinated because of the outbreak, they know that these children can indeed be affected and pass that on. I notice you, you have to be so careful in relation to every single comment you make. And I'm yeah. going to allow this person to ask the question simply because I know that you will want to answer it, Fiona, as, as a mother, as a grandmother, yeah. as a nurse of 41 years, and as someone who I think you said your daughter uh, works with children who have autism. And somewhere along yeah. the line, someone has picked up on our conversation with this sentence, what's wrong with autism? Um, I, I can very easily answer it from my perspective. With, with autism, there is absolutely nothing negative with regards to a person who has autism or the oh, issue of autism is not being questioned no. Questioned here. No one is criticising children with autism. I sometimes wonder what people, what conversation people are listening to. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, autism is, um, you know, my daughter, the children she works with, she loves the bones of those children. She's so engaged in, you know, making sure they get the very best of education and care. And autism is on a sliding scale. And you know what, Frank, there's so many people walking about that have autism, don't even know they have it because it's just part of their personality, which is endearing and lovely. And, you know, it's only when it comes to a point where it affects them educationally, where they need to be seen as you know, being engaged in maybe specialist educational services. But other than that, it is not an issue. It's not a problem. They're wonderful, lovely people. So it's nothing to do with autism. You know, it is unfortunate if a child, you know, has autism and gives them problems and their family problems. But other than that, it's not an issue whatsoever. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Fiona. Uh, thank you, Dita, a nurse of 41 years. And here's a man who was a health minister for a number of years who wants to make some points about this. Uh, Jim Wells. Jim, good morning. Frank, I simply had to stop the car and respond to the, your earlier interview because some of what was being said, in my opinion, is downright dangerous. Um, as a result of vaccinations in Northern Ireland, we wiped out meningitis A and meningitis C, both dreadful diseases. When I was minister... I was confronted with a situation where we had to find £14 million pounds to introduce meningitis B, and I told the officials, no matter what it takes, we have to find the money to do this. We've now uh, vaccinated tens of thousands of young people in Northern Ireland, and there are children walking the streets of Northern Ireland in playgroups and in nursery groups who are alive today who would not be here if we hadn't taken that decision. Also, when I was there, we were vaccinating for um, uh, swine fever, uh, swine uh, flu. I can say 200 million vaccinations have been given out for swine flu, saving hundreds of lives, not one side effect. And this is dangerous nonsense because it only takes a small proportion of the population to believe this, and then we, we miss out on what's called herd immunity. Herd immunity means that the disease dies out in somewhere like Northern Ireland. Uh, and if we can achieve herd immunity, then diseases, terrible diseases, can be wiped out, like smallpox, completely wiped out. Now, why on earth do people still perpetuate this nonsense that vaccines and inoculations do not work when it's patently obvious they do? Now, obviously, Louise feels like she felt and expressed herself eloquently on the programme. And there's a guy called Mark, and he's saying, yes, measles has reduced, but autism and learning disability has increased. But the obvious answer to that, Mark, from my opinion, and I'll allow Jim Wells to either endorse it or uh, to uh, maybe to some way uh, dilute what I'm saying if, if he wishes. But um, my opinion on measles has been reduced absolutely. Thumbs up to that. Autism and learning disability 
has increased. That's because of that's because of professional diagnosis and because of great steps that have been made in being able to determine whether or not someone has a challenge. Years ago, certainly when I was young, I, I, I most likely was in school with lots of autistic children, but they had never been diagnosed. I think that that's part of the argument, Jim, isn't it? Absolutely. I was at school a long time ago, unfortunately, Frank, and there are many children which I now would identify as being autistic, but they weren't diagnosed. And there were special needs units at that time, and there wasn't the same level of diagnosis or indeed care or education that's quite rightly been put into this sector now. But to link autism to uh, a vaccine which has saved tens of millions of lives is, is, is frankly dangerous. And I would say to folk out there, don't listen to this. Uh, when, when the, when the uh, meningitis B vaccine came out, I asked my daughter immediately to take her, her, her young son down for the vaccination. I had absolutely no hesitation because, Frank, the, the, the corollary of this is that meningitis is a dreadful disease. It's a disease which is very difficult to diagnose. The symptoms often reveal themselves to be flu-like. And by the time there's a diagnosis, unfortunately, uh, things can go badly wrong, limbs can be lost, and in 10% of cases, people die. We want to wipe out meningitis in Northern Ireland. We want doctors not to worry that the diagnosis could be meningitis because it'll be gone in the same way we wiped out smallpox. And the prize is such a, 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 an important one here to allow citizen science, Dr. Google, as I call it, people with no medical or scientific uh, knowledge whatsoever to sit down in front of a computer and devise their own thoughts on vaccinations. And remember, they're there denying their children who have no choice to have this essential protection. That's what worries me when all the scientific evidence is saying we have to go down this route and save lives. Okay, Jim Wells, former health minister, thank you for the call. Fiona, a nurse of 41 years, thank you for the call as well. Louise, this is what the programme is about. It is the Frank Mitchell phone-in here on U105. You raised the issue. You're well entitled to raise the issue, but I'm looking at so many texts and emails that I can't possibly uh, get through but they are knocking you back on this, Louise. They absolutely are. But I do appreciate your eloquent input a little earlier. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.